Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high-achieving men save their marriage. So today we're talking about a problematic question that high-achieving men, for some reason, like to ask their wife, and that is, what do you do for me? So I used to ask my wife this a lot, um, especially when I started getting frustrated. And uh, other guys I work with, they, they do the same thing. They kind of go in this mode of, well, what are you doing for me? They ask their wife this. So as high-achieving men, you know, we like to be in action. We like to be doing things. Okay. We like to try to be good husbands, we, whatever that means to us. Usually it means you know, putting our wife first, serving her. Um, so we end up doing a lot of nice things for our wives. Maybe that's paying for things. You know, uh, For most of us as high-achieving men, we're, we're the breadwinner or maybe we're splitting that. But you know, we definitely provide for a lot of the household expenses. Um, maybe we send her nice notes now and then. Uh, maybe we buy her a gift. Okay, things she likes. These are all good things to do, right? But sometimes when we do all these things, you know, we're we're driven guys. We like to to do things. We like to be good husbands. We can start feeling like the relationship's kind of one sided. Like we're doing a lot of things, but our wife's not doing much for us. Okay, we're doing all the giving, but we're not really doing much receiving. So we can start feeling resentful. We can start feeling overwhelmed. We can start feeling like this is unfair. And then usually in anger, we ask our wife, well, what do you do for me? Okay, what do you do that's actually for me? Not for the kids, not to just manage the house, but for me. Okay. This sounds familiar. <laughs> okay. Don't be upset. Okay. It's a common thing that, that we can start thinking. So here's how the conversation sometimes goes. So we might ask our wife this in a way that kind of seems like we're trying to understand her. One of the guys I recently worked with, he kind of framed it in this way, and I've done the same thing, right? Where we say something like, look, I just want to know what you think you're doing that's specifically for me, okay? Not for the kids, not for people around the house, not for, you know, just the house or whatever, but for me, your husband, okay? So, and then she might say something like, well, look, you know, I do the dishes or I take the kids to school or I also work, you know, I provide for things too around the house. Okay. And in your mind, you start thinking, well, look, none of those are really for me. Okay. They're for the kids. They're for you or they're for the family. They're not really for me. Okay. And so maybe you even say this to her. You're like, well, look, yeah, you do that, but is that for me? Okay. And a hundred percent of the time she's going to be upset by this. <laughs> okay. So here's why this conversation doesn't work. It's because this question, it's really an accusation of her, right? What it really means is you don't do anything for me, okay? That's really what's behind it. You know, you're saying, well, what do you do for me? Really, it's like, I don't see anything that you do for me. I don't see one thing that you do for me, okay? That's really just for me. So, you know, when you're approaching it this way, your wife is automatically in a position to defend herself. Okay. She's in a position of saying, well, like, what do you mean? I don't do anything for you. Okay. So some emotions she's going to feel, she's going to feel angry. Okay. That you don't see the things that she's done for you. Okay. Or that you, you know, expect too much from her. 
after the things that you've done. Okay. So like if you, for example, had an affair, right. And you're expecting her to do things for you after that. Okay. She might be mad and say, well, what do you expect? Like, I'm still here. This is something I hear from wives a lot with husbands who have been unfaithful. They're like, well, what do I do for you? I didn't divorce you. Right. That's like all I can really manage right now is not leaving. Okay. I'm still here. I'm still around. Right. That's actually a big thing. And you want to be able to see it that way. That actually is a big thing. If you've done something like an affair, or if it's been years and years of just neglecting her or alcohol use or drug use or whatever, right. And then you're getting upset that she's not doing something for you. Okay. Just check yourself on that. Like how much have I hurt her? How much pain have I caused her? How much can I really expect her to do beyond just kind of waiting and watching if I'm going to improve myself? Okay. So you may have to check yourself and just see like, well, why am I even asking this? What are you doing for me when I really hurt her? Okay. Just be careful of that. If, if you haven't put her in that situation, right? If you haven't done something really awful, although if you listen to this podcast for a while, <laughs> you know, the point is to really try to find those things you are doing that are a problem. Okay. Are you being one up a lot? Are, and really this question is one up big time. Okay. Because it's saying you're not doing anything for me, but I'm doing a lot for you. That's really what this question is saying. So you're falling into that one up behavior and thinking, which is not attractive, but common for high achieving guys right? We like to be competitive. We like to do a lot and, you know, we kind of like to see ourselves as superior in some ways. So that gets us in trouble in our marriage. And this is another example of that. So what are you doing for me? Okay. You're not doing enough, right? I'm doing more than you is really what you're saying. So again, your wife might feel angry. She's like, what do you mean? What do I do for you? Right? I, you know, I take care of the kids. I do the dishes. I'm here. I give you hugs. I give you kisses, whatever. Right. Um, Or again, if you've had an affair, it might just be like, well, look, I'm still here. And that really is a lot. Okay. So she's going to feel angry. Another thing she's going to feel is hurt, right? She's going to feel hurt, you know, that you feel like she doesn't do things for you. Okay. That you're not important to her when really you are. I mean, she chose to stay married with you. You're, you know, you're someone important to her. And if you can't see that, you know, that's kind of a problem. Okay. And she's going to feel hurt that you can't see it. You know, maybe depending on where you're at, she might even feel guilty that she's not doing as much for you as you are for her. She might see that. She might see, well, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, maybe you are doing more than me. And then she feels guilty. Okay. So when you ask her this question, okay, the emotions you're helping create in her are her feeling angry, her feeling hurt, and her feeling guilty. So are those emotions that are likely to produce a happier, more intimate marriage? Are these emotions that are going to, you know, create the type of feeling that's going to make her actually want to do something for you? Okay. Sometimes when people feel guilty, they will do something for you. And it's a common strategy. It's common manipulation that people use is guilt to make people do what they want them to do. But does that create a happy marriage? Does that create an intimate marriage? It does not. Okay. Anger definitely doesn't hurt. Definitely doesn't. Okay. Guilt does kind of, but in a way that actually erodes the intimacy in your marriage instead of building it and erodes the happiness in your marriage instead of building it. So guys asking, what have you done for me or what are you doing for me? Okay. This is why it doesn't work. You're making her angry, hurt, and guilty, and that does not create a good situation. <laughs> okay. So when you find yourself asking, you know, what do you do for me either to yourself or to your wife? There's a couple things that are happening. 
Okay. Number one is you are 100% in mosquito mode. Okay. It means you're doing nice things for her, but there are strings attached to it. Okay. You're expecting something back from your wife, like attention, appreciation, affection, or sex. And usually it's without actually asking her. Okay. Call it mosquito, right? Because you are kind of buzzing around doing these nice things and trying to suck off attention, appreciation, affection. Okay. It's not good. So number one, you're in mosquito mode because you're trying to suck something off from her. Okay. And you're also number two, being lazy. Okay. Instead of actually identifying what you want from your wife and then asking for it, you're just being lame, right? You're being lazy. You're just saying, well, you don't do anything for me or what do you, what do you do for me? Right. You're putting it all on her instead of being assertive. Okay. You're being weak instead of being powerful. You're being emotionally immature instead of being emotionally mature. Okay. You're expecting her to suddenly know what you want and to do it, right? You're expecting her to basically read your mind or know you better than you know yourself. Now that's a a sort of romantic idea, but it's stupid, right? It's a fantasy. People can't know us better than we know ourselves for the most part, right? It's much more emotionally mature to come and say, hey, here's what I would like you to do and here's why, okay? That takes emotional maturity. So here's what you need to do instead. One, you need to figure out what you'd like your wife to do for you. Now, this is assuming that you've looked and seen clearly that there are things you're doing that are a problem, right? That would make her not want to do something for you, okay? Like having an affair or being one up all the time or not really listening to her, all of that, okay? So do that first, figure out what you're doing that's a problem, and then, you know, apologize for that, and then figure out what it is that you would actually like your wife to do for you. You know, spend some time so you're actually making a real request. Then you ask her to do it. Okay, that's it. So instead of saying, oh, what do you do for me, right? You figure out what you want her to do and then you ask her to do it. Okay, simple, but most of us don't do this. Okay, it takes more emotional maturity to do it this way. So when you do find yourself in that whiny mindset, right? Like the mosquito analogy again, because they're they're, they're so annoying. We have mosquitoes here right now. They're the worst. You know, they come, they bite you. They have that, you know, the buzzy, whiny, okay? Everybody hates them, okay? So when you find yourself in that mode of like, what do you do for me? You know, you need to ask yourself, okay, I'm in that whiny mode. Let me get myself out of it. Figure out what do I actually want my wife to do for me, okay? So a good way, and sometimes it's hard, right? Sometimes we don't really know what we want her to do for us. So what I always like to think in terms of is body, mind, heart, and spirit. So now be careful because if it's about sex, if you want her to have sex with you more, remember the first thing you need to do is like figure out all the ways you're being unattractive, like being one up all the time, like not listening, like having the affair, right? You need to take care of those first. And then you need to, you know, stop being a mosquito, right? Make sure you're approaching her in a way that's attractive sexually. Okay. Remember if you're whining like, oh, look what I did for you. Now, won't you have sex with me? You know, that's whiny. Mosquitoes, they get swatted. Okay. Instead, you need to practice your ability to have fun, to flirt, to kiss her, to, you know, be in that fun, flirting, passionate way. Okay. That's what's attractive. Okay. You need to figure that out. Have fun, connect with her. That's what leads to a good sexual arousal and connection. So figure all that out first. If you just ask for sex, okay, you could get it, right? If your wife really is fine with it, you know, you could, you could just say, Hey, you know, I feel like we're not having sex enough. I'd like to do that more. She might just say, yeah, that's fine. In a lot of situations though, you need to look at, well, yeah, I'm approaching this in a way that's really negative and I need to, you know, 
fix that. So other things for body besides sex might be, might be cooking, might be cleaning, might be taking the kids places. Okay. If you're feeling like it's unfair that you're doing more than your share, you know, you just want to bring these things up mentally. Maybe you just wanted to ask her about your day, ask you about your day. Maybe you just wanted to ask you about what you're thinking or what you're reading about. Okay. With heart, maybe you just wanted to ask how you're feeling or what you're doing with friends, or maybe you wanted to, to spend some time with you and your friends or your family. Spiritually, maybe you just want to her to ask you about your mission and purpose in life and have those discussions or your beliefs in God or, you know, participate together in scriptures or prayer or other religious practices. Okay. But the point is, guys, you need to get clear on what you want. Okay. Instead of being like, well, what do you do for me? Right? No, you say, okay, I'm not going to say that to my wife. I'm not going to ask her, what do you do for me? <laughs> I'm going to just figure out what I actually want her to do and then ask her to do it. So here, here's an example of how you might actually ask your wife. So you might say something like, hey, honey, I've been thinking about something. I was wondering if you would do me a favor. So that kind of gets her in the mindset of, um, okay, so he's going to ask me to do something. So your wife will probably say something like, yeah, sure, what is it? And then you let her know what your request is. So maybe it's, look, I really love it when you make meals for our family. It tastes great. makes me feel really taken care of. Would you mind cooking Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and I'll cook the other days? Okay. And your wife will probably say something like, sure, any special requests, anything you want this week. Okay. And now instead of coming to her and saying like, you never do anything for me. What, what do you do for me? Right. And she gets mad. Now it's just like, Hey, I've, I've recognized something I'd like you to do. Would you be willing to do that? Here's why. Okay. And she'll probably just say yes. And now you got what you wanted without creating all that drama. So why it works, right. Is you ask for what you want. Okay. Do so you want her to cook meals? It gives a specific reason why you want that. Okay. Just makes me feel taken care of. For the most part, wives want to take care of their husbands and husbands want to take care of their wives. That's, you know, part of what we signed up for. We want to help each other. Okay. So if you let your wife know, hey, this would help me just feel good and feel taken care of and feel loved, right? Probably she's just going to say yes and do it. Okay. Now, the exception, right, is, you know, these guys that are, if that's you, you know, that you've been unfaithful or she's just like really, really mad, you know, asking for this favor, she might just say, you know, no, I don't want to do that. You can say, okay, yeah, I can understand based on what I did. Um, you know, I, I get it. Right. And then what might happen if you handle it well is she might end up actually doing it anyway. But if you handle it poorly, then she probably won't. So, um, Again, why it works, you ask for what you want, you give a specific reason, and then you give a very specific plan for the request, right? So instead of just saying, hey, honey, can you cook more meals? She might be like, well, I already cooked some meals. Okay, and then then you, you don't go anywhere, right? But if you say, hey, you know, I love you to cook meals more. What if you do it these days? Okay, now you've got something very concrete, okay, that you're asking for. And she might say, oh, actually, those days don't work. Could we switch the days? You're like, yeah, sure. You know, why don't we do these other days? Um you know, and then you can kind of go from there. But if you're just like, oh, can you do this more? Right. doesn't really go anywhere. So specific request, specific reason. So again, what you want, why you want it, and then a plan for doing it. Okay. So in summary, guys, if you find yourself asking your wife, what do you do for me? You need to stop. Okay. Don't ask her that. Don't ask yourself that. Okay. It's emotionally weak and it's immature. And that is not attractive to your wife. It doesn't feel good either. You're in mosquito mode. 
You're going to create anger, hurt, and maybe guilt in your wife. And all of that does not lead to a better connection. It doesn't lead to a happy, intimate marriage. So instead, you need to take the time to figure out what you actually want your wife to do, what you would like her to do for you. Okay. Then ask her kindly, giving a specific reason and a plan for that request. Again, with the dinner request, here's, I'd like you to make dinners. Uh, you know, it makes me feel really loved and taken care of. And I love your cooking. And why don't you, would it work for you to do it these days, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I'll take the other days. Okay. So that it's being emotionally strong and mature. And that is attractive. Okay. And it feels better too, because you're being assertive in a good way. Not like a jerk. You're just asking for what you want in a kind way. All right. So there's your strategy to get what you want instead of saying, what do you do for me? Right. Asking your wife to actually do something that you want her to do. (laughs) So for a complete system to build up your, your spiritual, mental, emotional strength, your, uh, skills in trust, communication and intimacy. Okay. So you can be the strongest, most attractive version of yourself and give yourself the best shot at saving your marriage. Come join us in the strongman system. Okay. Love to have you in there. Visit MikeFraserMD.com. We also have a free training there that you can participate in. The three fatal mistakes that high achieving men make when trying to save their marriage. Again, visit us at MikeFraserMD.com and I will see you there. Stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.